Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Back Talk. I'm Julia. And I'm Kayla. We're here with another episode. We're going to just jump right in because we've wasted a lot of time running our mouths behind the scene. <laughs> it's so, called pre-production. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's, it's all a process. Right. But do you have um a what's good? Because I do, but I'll let you go first. <laughs> I don't I don't have a real one. I know we're gonna talk about insecure, so that's my what's good. Insecure is back, it's his final season, and there's a lot to unpack. Oh god. Okay, so I have a lot. Very quickly, uh Wale came out with the album. I enjoy it. Um okay. More Love is my favorite song. So the album's called Florin Two. So my homegirl Robin on Twitter, well, I think it was either Twitter or Instagram, she said that Wale's back making music for the hoes. And it does feel very 2009, 2010-ish. It's ambition, girl. Your drive, your drive drives me wild. So have you heard? Have you listened to I it? I haven't. I've seen that it's out, but I haven't listened to it. I watched no, him on The Breakfast good. Club. But I haven't. Wale's a Virgo, and they just get on my nerves. So, child. No, I get it. I get it because he kind of gets on my nerves, too. So I'm, but I'm gonna listen to the album. But I get you know, it. I will. So my favorite, I like "Poke It Out" with J Cole, and it's it's kind of a fun song. It samples the Q-Tip song by everything. Um, I heard that. Mill, I like that one. Play, you know you I you know you have to do snippets. I heard I heard the song that that samples "Vibrant Thing" and I hate it. Um, I'm like okay okay, but the, the rest the, of the album's not like that. <laughs> listen, uh, listen. I don't know. Y'all know I'm very nostalgic. So maybe that's why I like it. All it does is make me want to go listen to the original. Okay. That's fair. But I mean, for the kids that probably have never heard it, child, I guess. But. So I me, like. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play it though. He has a, a go-go song on here too. Okay. What should I play first? So my favorite is Caramel. Well, I like Caramel and I like More Love. You can play Caramel. It has okay. a, a, a cute sample. God bless your life, child. Life. I won't complain, Church. Oh God! <laughs> it's good, Kayla. Like it is good. Lighten up. We gotta start <laughs> right. listening to love rap. You gotta leave the New York rap. I alone. like love rap, but it's just a little less. Okay. Know. And Next. so, um, he has a song with Chris Brown, which I don't get, okay. but I, apparently well, I, this I was on that. the radio. Um, it's the "I Need a Girl" sample by. It's very sample. You. Yeah, it's on the radio. I know it's that. The, I need a, it's the I Need a Girl sample. So More Love is my favorite one off the album because just because of the chorus. Okay, I'm going to hit um More Love. It features the guy from Boys to Men, Sean Stockman. I see. <laughs> Child. I'm going to fast forward. I just want some peace. I like that one. It's cute, right? I like that Fire one. What's the other one that you too. like? Fire and Ice. You you would like that one. I like this. I love a slow jam. See, I knew. I love a Jodeci esque song. Okay, I like Fire and Ice. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Okay. Wale's and there was, was one good. more that you, oh wait he has Jamie Foxx on here yeah so he sampled Dearly Beloved uh, okay. from the Jamie Foxx Jamie Foxx show right it's on HBO Max <laughs> I saw that they have a whole bunch of they have the parenthood they have Jamie Foxx my life 
Oh my God. Also, um, I already know that you're about to drag me and I feel like I've touched on this before, but now I am now an Afrobeats mommy. Julia, you know, I've come to accept this about you. I've, <laughs> you know, I just know that you, you have to hear it in your own space on your own time. <laughs> when I say it, it does. It, it's like, huh? That's what? Fair. No. no that's and then fair. you come around on your own time and that's okay. Okay, so just shout out really quickly to Omale. Um, I kind of have a crush on him, but it kind of feels wrong because he's 24. So oh my God. we're going to leave it there. Um, my favorite songs by him are Bad Influence. I like Understand. That just came out. Um, I like Damn with Six Lack. Lolo. Do you want to play some? I'm going to play some right now. I'm a weak. So I'm really like understand. That's my song. I posted that on an Instagram story. So that's my song. Um, I'm pulling it up. I like okay. um, my baby, my baby. I'm done with you. <laughs> How did you not like this to begin with? You know what? You 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 got there eventually. That's for it. This is what I grew up listening to. Wait till you get into the Afrobeats that's not even in English. Listen. Girl. Okay, so I no, like... Um, <laughs> you can't understand the word. It's just vibes. <laughs> so I like DJ Tunes. He be making like a little mix-up. So there's another song I like with Omale. It's called Pami. So P-A-M-I. That's my song. Go there now. Mm. Love it. That one has Wizkid in it too, and you know everybody loves Wizkid. I like Wizkid too. Hold on, I don't see it on here. I'll send it to you. It's by DJ Tunes. Oh, I'm I'm looking at child Tunes with a Z. Of course, because why would it ever be with an S? Here we go. This is how you start your morning. If you don't get in your car, (laughs) if you don't get in your car and play Afro beats, like. I want to go to an Afro beats party, Kayla. You know, they're all in basements. All right, Mr. Corey, hold on. There you go. Oh, no. You got to fast forward some more. This is it? Nope. A little bit more. There you go. Which one a good move? And it makes you feel good. It 100% Afrobeats is was invented for good moods, good energy, good vibes. And then lastly, I like Wizkid. I revisited his last album. Um, and Made in Lagos is perfect. Steady and No Stress are my favorite ones. Of course, Essence. But Let me tell y'all something. Just, this album has Burner Boy, Skepta, Damian Marley, LMA. Like we were late to the party. Have you heard the rest we- of the album? No, I, I have not listened to this full album. Oh my god! So listen to I, um, go to Steady by Wizkid. Okay. That's my song. I'm about to go. Okay. Let me fast forward. 
We just can't be talking that shit low key. And <laughs> I understand oh, there's why always, there's always, so listen, many children. There's always some, some vibes mm-hmm. deep buried in there. Very subtly, though. Always very subtly. It's never like too raunchy. So I also, yes. So there is a song on Oh, you want to hear a real, real raunchy <laughs> K-Verdian Afrobeat song? Girl. You want to hear one? This is old, but it's a classic. This is a classic. That is a classic. <laughs> Julia, if so you are ever anywhere. No, was this is not his generation. This is not his generation. This is a, like, our generation classic. Oh, okay. So, basically, if you are ever anywhere and they want to, like, play something to represent the Cape Verdeans, this is what they're going to put on. And it's raunchy. It's called... It's called... <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's called... <laughs> Deeper by Nelson Freitas. Oh, okay. okay. It sounds lusty already. Lay back, relax, girl. I don't be a night that you'll never You know what? Bye. Y'all don't deserve <laughs> all of this. Y'all don't deserve all of this. A classic, okay? A classic. This came out, I think it was like 2007, and we were actually in Cape Verde for my cousin's wedding. So every time I hear this song, I go right back. Oh, it was because the world like, premiere. Girl, listen, we were. I could have been in the music video if I really played my cards right. <laughs> oh, like, uh-uh. No, man. Listen, at 15. <laughs> but um, but listen, that's a classic Cape Verdean. Um, it's, it, but it's in English, so it's, you know, it's for everybody. Girl. I think I'm sold. So, like, you always told me that, you know, African men is where it's at. So, like. Oh, girl, listen. Do you want to go to London? You know. You know. You know. <laughs> I'm planning on it. I'm not joking. Like, I already know, like. I it's already a whole had a thing for Damson Idris. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, oh, my lady, he's from Nigeria. Wizkid, I feel like everybody likes him. So, like, I need me. A, I need to find me one now. There are and there's so many of them. There's there's another gem that I'm gonna go ahead and send you on the sneak. Okay, is he from TikTok? I think so. Okay, I already might. I might already know. Is. is it is it Tiga? No. Okay. I'm go to go to your Instagram. Okay. Who's the one on Instagram? I send it to you on TikTok? on TikTok. I'll send it to you on TikTok. Listen, child, there's a whole other world over there. Girl, and I just I can we just. Let's just hop. I've seen him. I follow him, but child, this is nothing. Well, who is it? Who? (laughs) (laughs) How can we always do this? Like every time, always do this. I don't know, but child, I'm not mad. Listen, but yeah, um, shout out to to the entire continent of Africa. You guys have produced, you know, so many beautiful things, including the music, the men, you know, the vibes, the culture. It's all it's all gorgeous. what else do we have? I have nothing else. I'm waiting for Insecure Recap. Yeah, so I think that's it for what's good for me. That's all do I have. you have any clownery? Um, let me go look at my Twitter. I'm weak. <laughs> you, know, you know you'll find something there. Yeah, and I just, I put things to the back of my mind to where, like, I don't know. Okay, so this could be clownery. It's kind of funny and stupid. Did you have you ever seen like have I'm probably late to the party, but Webby on um The Breakfast the Club Breakfast is that Club? real? Girl, a classic. Is that real? 
I remember vividly watching that interview and I had tears streaming down my face. <laughs> Was it real? So he really messed up their names like that? Yes. Send me and the link. He, so I was girl, looking at, that, I, was, I was trying to go on YouTube last night looking at Webby on the Breakfast Club, and the only interview I saw, he didn't do that. No, there's. I think he's been there twice, two or three times. I remember the one time, if this is the same interview, there he had like a homeboy that had just passed away. I'm not making fun of the situation, but the way that he described it, when I tell you I was under the table, he was like, hey, man, we done did everything but died. But now we done died. And we still live in. Would I tell you I was under the table because they were looking at him like, I'm trying to feel you. But what? it was just, girl, it was so, Webby is classic Breakfast Club interviews. Send it to me. I miss, I miss old Breakfast Club interviews. Oh my, I used to literally get home every day and be like, all right, who's on the Breakfast Club? <laughs> literally every single day. Yes. He, he's a, um, DJ, he did not say DJ Envy. Angela Lee. <laughs> Angela Lee. I, I feel like every rapper is called her Angela Lee. Oh my God! No, please send it to me. It, it has to find... because I I see like a dubbed version on TikTok. But I I used to watch these interviews. This is wasn't even on YouTube yet. This is when they used to only post the interviews on Power ninety five, Power one hundred five's um actual website. Girl, girl. Which one is it? Is it this one we had on the striped shirt? No, this is five years ago. It was before that. It was way before 2012. So how were the kids? You know, I want a Halloween update with the kids in your neighborhood. Um, They weren't that treacherous this year. <laughs> they actually, um, there was only one costume that I was like, I, I just can't do the clown costumes. <laughs> like, don't, do the scary clown, no. But, you know, my neighborhood, they're starting to be, like, very organized. Like, there's, like, two or three houses that do, like, haunted houses or whatever. Like, they go all out. I mean, they have, like, 15-foot, um, like, scary stuff, like, in the yard. Like, they lit, it looks like, you know how people do, like, Christmas decorations in their yard? Yeah, they do that Halloween and they have like a line like, you know, they're socially distanced. Like they only let a couple of people in at a time. I... They have a whole operation running. And it's like a couple of them that do this. Like when I tell you the cars were lined up on the streets, like to try to get into these haunted houses. Halloween is a big deal. Oh and to my neighbors, my neighbors, they have one of those, um, you know, the projector lights that people get for Christmas and it like projects like the Christmas lights. Yeah. They have one for Halloween. It's like pumpkins like rotating on the house. I was like, <laughs> listen, listen. to." And then they were outside with like a table like to give out the candy because I guess they didn't want people to like come into the door. Yeah. So they were like in the driveway. They moved all the cars out. They put the table in the middle of the driveway and then they had their music playing like spooky music <laughs> on a speaker. I was like, let me get in this house. What? I'll take it. It's intense now. Like, it's gone. Like, you know, they just keep progressing every year. It gets more and more serious. <laughs> well, I'm glad that the kids didn't scare you with the cops. <laughs> no, this year, I didn't see any cops. knives. I didn't see any knives. I didn't see, like, any, like, crazy <laughs> machetes walking down. I was like, it was none of that. But there is one area that you could tell, like, where the haunted houses are, that it's all, like, the kids, their parents are holding their hands. They're trick-or-treating, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you go, like, down further in the back. That's where the teenagers are. I was speeding through that part. I was like, uh -uh. get out of here because this is why I don't trust. No, because they don't even have on costumes. They just outside. Yeah, no. they just outside <laughs> looking for trouble. Absolutely yeah, they got on sweatpants and crop tops. I'm getting away from y'all. And, no. and ski masks. Absolutely yes. not. And, and, clown, and, and clown paint on their face. I'm getting away from y'all. No. 
<laughs> oh my god well i'm glad but it wasn't that bad safe in one piece yes listen i'm not gonna lie that clown that that scream mask i don't care how many years it's been will always catch me off guard ali my son loves it like we went to a trunk <laughs> retreat and like a kid walked up with like a bloody scream mask and he went wild like he loves no. stuff like that i don't know like what that's about like he's into like i don't know i think it's the effects I don't baby know. It's, I don't know. it's cool to him i don't know boys but girl Mm-mm. but yeah i made i made it through another halloween whatever happened to just being bunnies and girl, angels <laughs> nobody wants to be that no more they want to be the scariest like the creepiest everybody want to be michael myers everybody wants to be michael myers everybody wants to be chucky everybody i'm like why why <laughs> like i don't get scared of anything i just i can't mm-mm I don't have any clownery. Insecure, the way y'all acted behind that damn insecure. <laughs> wait, wait, but okay, we're two episodes in. At this point, I don't have a play-by-play. I don't have a scene-by-scene in my head, but I have a general feeling towards each episode. Okay. Episode one. The Well, basically, they went back for like their, um, I guess like, the PWI version of homecoming. They went back to Stanford for like reunion week. Um, and everybody's like in different places in their lives. Issa came as a panelist, but she's kind of still like fresh in her business and she's still kind of figuring a lot of things out. So she's still feeling a little bit like not good enough, a little bit insecure about where she is and, you know, having those self doubt moments. And then Molly is really just like in a whirlwind, um, emotionally, I feel like mm-hmm. she's still in therapy, but, um, and she's her relationship with Issa is, you know, it's it's getting back on track. It's still yeah. a little awkward here and there, but they're moving in the she's right direction. Trying. I can see she, they're both putting in effort, which is good. It, it doesn't happen overnight. So yeah. they're both putting in effort. But Molly is just she's where a lot of us, I think, especially like I can especially resonate like you understand now what you do in the cycles that and how you contribute to the things that you don't like in your life like her specifically with her relationships like she knows now like these are my toxic traits Mm -hmm. but it's hard for her to not revert back to them when she's in the situation like she knows that she's an overthinker she knows that she's like over like a little harsh over analytical she knows that she the man just said yo molly what's your number and she's like but what does he want it's like girl relax yeah what are you over what do you think is so hard about this for like and she's like here i go again i'm over here stressing about this man i wasn't even thinking about him yesterday and it's like i i i I feel her when she said that like why am i thinking so hard about this it's not it was completely irrelevant to my life yesterday and now i'm just you know it's over there like in the back of my mind that makes sense and it's like for what so i think you know um they're both (laughs) figuring things out but the big um the big shoe that dropped at the end of the episode was Lawrence, you know, makes his appearance and he's picking up Issa from the airport. So everybody's like, Oh wow. So they are together. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, well, Lawrence, I had a chance to think. And, and they basically, I guess like had an unspoken understanding that it just, it they was just, just time it wasn't going to work out. It was time to let it go. Yeah. Now, how did you feel about that? After watching the episode, a lot of people were just like rooting for them to like oh man figure you know work it out blah 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 but i just don't believe in and i am all for working on situations putting in the work like nobody's perfect 
listen, I've come a long way from my my former feelings and thoughts on dating and men and blah blah blah. But it's just like I you start to understand like the I feel like the more you start to realize the imperfections you have within yourself, it's kind of hard for you to now judge someone else so harshly. Because yeah. child, no, you know, because I'm looking at myself like, girl, <laughs> do you want somebody to be picking out all of your flaws that you have? No, so. I just don't believe in my heart that Lawrence and Issa are good together. Really? No. I'm surprised. I, like, I mean, I don't either, but I'm surprised. I thought that you would, you know. And I am, I root for, I really do root for people to like figure it out, make it work. But I just, I just feel like their whole relationship, if you watch from season one, they have never been good together. They have fun together. They they like each other as people, but it, them in a romantic relationship has it ever worked? Mm. I don't I don't see it. That I don't see point. it. I just don't see it, and it's just like I feel like they'd be forcing it. Like damn girl, like every time you're not with him, like you're like you're happier. Your life is going in the direction you want. Every time you're with him, it's just kind of like it's always something. Like that TikTok. Like every time, it's always something. Very it's always something. something. It's very much something. Like I just don't. I don't know. I just. I wouldn't be mad if they called it quits. Yeah, I think it's time to. Like I just feel like history be damned at this point. Like, and uh, not even just history, but the also the what if we would have. Like that yeah. what if we would have is a like a damn lie. You like already shut figured up. out. Yeah, you already girl. See what happened that you, now that you, <laughs> you did. already see what if we would have is nothing because every time y'all do. It's nothing. Yeah. And it's like, you see what then happened now that y'all did. So how many times are you going to keep doing that? Yeah. And it's like, how many things are you going to like? I just feel like Lawrence, I don't know. Like, I feel like Lawrence treats Issa like his safe choice. Like, yeah. if I don't find what I want, I can always go back to Issa. She was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's not like, cool. I don't Nobody feel like he's ever been put down. Yeah. And I feel like Issa also kind of does the same thing to Lawrence. You think so? Yeah, because when he was down and out, she was kind of like, child, I need to find something else. This ain't really hitting. And then when he started doing better in the beginning, but yeah, the first season. And then after she wasn't checking for Lawrence until he started got got with condolences. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, you you know, she, she was, she was really had her, she was wrapped up in Nathan. Yeah, and then she was she seen that Lawrence and Condola was like, well, no, was that Lawrence and Condola that see, that was that Condola that seen Lawrence and Issa making little jokey jokes, or was that Issa that saw them in the coffee shop and was like feeling away? I think it was um both in that same scene. Okay, they were both feeling like weird. Yeah. Okay. They both like were kind of like, well, I don't know what place. Like, I'm his ex girlfriend of years, but also we're friends, and she's kind of like, well, I'm with him now, girl. Like, so I don't know keep them you know the jokes to two maximum yeah it was just sticky and also i just don't like the fact that like if you really have like deep love and regard for someone you don't date their mentor yeah that was definitely very messy like lawrence had a choice in that in that yeah he did 100 percent. he'd be like whoa i did not know that y'all were this close like you know it's not even that deep yet i'm gonna just i'm gonna chill out on it yeah i'm gonna fall back he definitely had a choice in that situation. If Issa would have went and dated, you know, his his mentor at his job, we'd have been like, bitch, like, damn, like, yeah. you sticking in where it hurts. Yes, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I just don't feel like they've been good for each other. They, they just. Yeah, at this it point, would take it's, a lot it's for a me lot. to like. 
Yeah, it would take. Do I understand that having like a wanting for someone and having that like, you know, I have a soft spot for you? Of course. But it's just like you have to like be realistic here. Yeah. Well, that was episode one. That's yeah. my feelings on the whole. I'm my, glad the that whole... she did, though. I'm really glad that she wised up and said, okay, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And like I said, initially watching it, I was kind of like, Issa, like, I don't feel like it was like a deal breaker. I feel like they could have worked through it. I felt like they were just like, they didn't want to work through it or whatever. I don't know. It just didn't feel like it was the end of the world. But child, with Issa and Lawrence, you really never know. Yeah. Who knows? We only two episodes in and they're saying like, to me, it seems as though the episodes have been a bit anticlimactic, but the way they're talking, it's like they, we about to get blown out the water. So, okay. We'll see. I mean, I enjoyed the first episode. I really did. The second episode, what happened the second episode? Um, Nothing really. <laughs> oh, it's one year later. It's one year later. Molly and Issa's relationship is like tight again. Like oh, they're yeah. sleeping in the same bed. Mm-hmm. Like she got her. But like, I loved seeing that. That really warmed my heart. It really did. It really, yeah. really did. Um, that they're back good. They're bad good. And relationships are not easy. Friendships, like sisters, parents, like relationships are not hard. But everything, like things can be worked out if you want to put in the work, I feel yeah, like. Definitely. Some things, of course, you know, child, like, you know, there's <laughs> certain you lines. You have to have some that. boundaries. Yeah. Right. But also, like, if you feel like there's a space that you want to, you know, you want to come back together with the person, like, don't be too proud. Don't have too much pride. Don't be, don't let your ego get in the way of, you know, standing between somebody you and you really care about, especially if you guys both want to move forward in a more healthy dynamic. Well, that was a word. Yeah. <laughs> what else happened that episode? Um. Okay. So I saw them both in bed with their bonnets on and, you know, it was almost in tears. I don't, I'm trying not I don't to get to like else. the end part where Issa like cried in Nathan's arms, but. Oh, child, please. That um, did nothing for me also. But, it was um, so stupid. Like, it was like, just I've been there. I've never been there. I've never, I've been, never there. been there now. But also, I have issues with vulnerability. So I probably, you know, I would have never gone. I'll go to the bathroom. But there was something else that was like another pivotal part of episode two. Besides um, Molly and Issa being friends again. Besides um, Issa crying in Nathan's arms. She's doing really well in her career, which is good. They're, her parents are trying to hook her up with like somebody from the church or something. Oh, Molly's um child. Would you have gone on that date? Hell no. If it's <laughs> if it's just not there, it's just not there. Is I I struggle with that. I'm just like, am I being shallow? Am I being too harsh? Am I being overly critical? I feel like I'm Molly in dating a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent, but I definitely identify with certain things. Like, all right, is this my soulmate? And I'm mad because you know maybe he needs to switch to contacts and get some new clothes. Yeah, I just feel like at this point in my life, I it's okay for me to be shallow. Like. <laughs> I'm I feel okay being shallow like I want to like who I look at like I want to just like you I want to like you like I don't want to have to convince myself like oh well right he's this but he's not like no I need I'll just rip. know when I know yeah, yeah I think I, need to, I just stop second guessing yourself and yeah. you'll know when you know he's your not gut, passing you by girl yeah your gut simplifies things for you and we complicate them yes okay that makes sense that's all but I'm I think oh. is like down bad for crying in Nathan's arms like yeah I don't I don't know I don't you know what maybe she just had to let something off her chest and I understand but girl I feel like if it's new dick in the bed what is there to cry about 
you may not be ready girl but like now i've done that i like a full disclosure like i've done that like i have definitely slept with somebody and not been over somebody else and i definitely felt a little guilty after or felt like emotional but i'm not doing that while that nigga's there (laughs) i have i have a lot of shame yeah that was it was a lot i'm not trying you know i'm not trying to like you know kick her while she's down but Issa, I, that was that that's was a, a bad look. Like you just some things I just can't let niggas see me like do like. <laughs> Luckily, Nathan is like her friend also, yeah. and he'll probably not. Gonna, he's not gonna run to the group chat. This, <laughs> but still though, like I will be embarrassed. Have you ever cried? Like, have you ever had anything like that happen to you? Absolutely not. I'm not even outwardly emotional like that. Like yeah. I, I don't even barely cry in front of my siblings. Like yeah. So it's kind of like you want me to cry in front of who? No. So you have, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not sure you've yet. cried in front of a boyfriend before. Yeah, my boyfriend. But we were together for years. Like, it wasn't, you know. Yeah. It's just any old guy. Like, no. I'm a crybaby. I cry about a lot, but, like, that's not one of the things that I, I don't know. So you'll, but you, so you'll cry in front of a guy you're dating, but yeah. just not, not like that. Sometimes I can't control, like, my, like, sometimes I just be crying. I don't know. I cry a lot now then it sneaks up on me and recently like all the guys that I've talked to like in the past like I've cried in front of all of them (laughs) that sounds bad I mean it's it's I have a lot of feelings they've made me cry (laughs) they've made you cry yeah It it was like always for a reason Okay. You've never like okay. So that's not that's not normal. Like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if guys have made me cry in my you know in past Kayla past fifteen. You have not in front of them like in conversation. Like no, we're not doing that. Really? No. That's like a good. I'm like, really trying to think. I'm really trying to think back. Like that's how you make them feel bad. Start crying, child. I have other tactics. <laughs> it'll it'll work. Like when you're like lose. This is so immature. <laughs> when you're losing the argument and he starts making points, just start crying. You know how I win the argument? How? I apologize. That'll fuck them up. You know what? You're right. It does. And I'm not saying that. Like I'm joking right now, but like as an adult, like that's manipulation, I, guys. If, don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not manipulating. Like conversations like it it takes you nowhere like it really does no good it does more harm than good it's counterproductive to whatever you're trying to get to trying to manipulate the conversation honesty being honest being like for real with what you're thinking and what you're feeling and if somebody says like this is what you really did and you acted like this because of that apologize it'll get you much further and don't apologize to get further but apologize because it's the right thing to do yeah Child, I've I've apologized in a mentee of my um what do I won't call them arguments, but you know, disagreements that I've had while dating. Like the last few people I've dated, I've definitely apologized. Yeah, I've I've done a lot of apolo- even apologizing when I shouldn't have. I ain't doing that. I ain't that I ain't that mature. But um <laughs> I've definitely if I can see if I can see, you know what, you're right. And I'm really like thinking with, you know, my whole brain. And I'm just like, you know what? I can see where you're coming from. And, you know, let me just go ahead and apologize. I can't. They, they have nothing else after that. After you apologize, it's kind of like, what What else are we still arguing about? Yeah, because it's like, you won. 
that's yeah, that, that's won. not a good. I, you're right. I'm wrong. You're right. I'm wrong. You're you right. You got it. Oh, they hate you. Got it. Yeah, I, I'm not a you got it. I'm just like I say okay. I say okay. Like if I'm over the argument, I say okay. Um, yeah, I'm okay. You got it. LOL. I'm off it. That's me. All right, I'm off it. It's all yeah, good. I don't. I don't try to dismiss them. I don't try to be like it's not that deep. I don't try to say stuff like that because I would hate if some if I'm expressing what I feel and somebody says, you know, putting yourself in the other person's shoe really takes you a long way. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you're ever unsure about how you feel about something, just say, "What if they were saying this to me?" You're right. What if I was them? You know, what if I was them? Another good one. <clears throat> so you avoid finger pointing is saying, "I walked away from the conversation feeling like blank." Instead of, mm. you made me feel this way. Right. Even though they right. may have made you feel that way. What? Right. When you said that, it I felt like, like, you know, it's not, I always think like, especially for somebody like I can admit, like I have, you know, I may or may, I may have heard that I have issues with control. Um, if you're trying to like control the situation and how your perception is in the situation, like. I hate giving someone else the power of like, you made me feel that like, no, like that means I wasn't in control of myself and I hate that. Yeah. So I like to take as much accountability and take as much responsibility. Like, no, that's on me. Don't, yeah. That's on me. Like, I, I think I probably do that more than I should like take more accountability than what I needed to. Yeah. Cause some shit be on you, but I just be like, that was on me. My fault that I shouldn't have done that. That's don't worry about it. That's on me moving forward. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm not there so. yet, friend, but I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah, I think both you need a healthy, a healthy balance of apologizing and a healthy balance of accountability. Yes, I, I, I don't know. And again, we'll get into it later into the episode, yeah. but I don't know how to like, well, I'm trying to find a healthy balance between accountability and like, I don't know, like shouldering burdens I shouldn't shoulder, like assuming guilt like for like things that I shouldn't assume guilt for. Okay. And that's what leads to the, like being overly accountable, like being accountable Mm -hmm. for others. Like, it's like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be saying sorry in this situation. Like I shouldn't. Right. I shouldn't be assuming any type of guilt. So Right. right now I'm trying to like find, you know, the balance between that just because, you know, growing up, you know, in childhood or in you know relationships and adolescence and young adulthood if you've been gaslit a lot it's kind of hard for you to not think that everything's your fault mm-hmm. like and you just you just tripping like it's not what you think it is you tripping pick up your feelings like and just apologize for them because now your feelings are a problem and right yeah <clears throat> so it's def- it's it's a it's a battle but you know yeah and it's i think a lot of um just to circle back to wrap it up. But I think a lot of the things that we see in insecure and the reason why we can resonate with so many of like the emotions, the reactions, and all, it's, it's all a lot of stuff that we do in our day to day life. And I think now we are starting to like, be like, why do I do that? Yeah. Why do I react like that? Why do I do that? Why, why am I resonating with this so much? Mm-hmm. Like, do I, am I, you know, do I have like a messed up view on relationships? Do I have a messed up view of my, like not even with just relationships, like with Issa in her, um, mm-hmm. in her career. Like, do I have a messed up view of my self-worth or like, it's a lot. And yeah. then tr- we can transition on into the main topic. Once you start yeah. to unpack, <laughs> once you start to unpack, oh my God. Yes. It's another inner child buried alive. Yes. It's so, but you will be surprised at what you find underneath there. Buried alive. When you okay. start digging. Okay. 
Oh my god. Um I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I was just going to ask like how did you want to Well, uh, well, a lot of um these these things I've been discovering about myself and inner child it's all because my ass um I follow this person on Twitter her name is Mystic Lipstick and she if you're into energy work she's a great person to follow because yeah. she gives a lot of information but she does it with like she speaks our language yeah. if you know what I mean um so I you know she does like you know cleanses she does a, like energy work and I always I've been signing up for them for like maybe like a year and a half now and usually and it's funny because like sometimes I can feel something's going on because it's all remote. Like you do nothing. Like she's doing the energy work, blah, blah, blah. If you're into it, you're into it. If you're not, child, skip over this part. Um, but it's like weird. You can feel like things moving. You feel tired. You feel dehydrated. You're like, what is going on? You're like, oh, yeah, today was the day of my cleanse. Like it's <laughs> it's weird. So I've, I've been putting my sisters onto it. Like we've been doing them. And she does them for like different reasons, mm-hmm. for different seasons. So she recently did one for like a energy cleanse because she does this every year. It's like a money cleanse. And every single year, I, I think I told you last year when we did it and we got that unexpected, like that check we were waiting for. Yeah. I had did the cleanse and I was like, I was just, I wasn't worried about it. I was like, I just know that I'm clearing all this energy. Anything that's mine is coming back to me. And you were kind of like, okay, <laughs> so we're not getting paid. But I just, I I feel like I really believe in her work. Like, I really think that she's legit. Like, she's not scamming folks out of their $10. So I saw it for this year. And I'm like, oh, definitely time to do the energy cleanse again. And I think I retweeted. Like, if you follow me on Twitter, like, you'll see me, like, tell people, like, if you're into this, like, this is the one. Here it is. Um, And I did the money cleanse. And I, listen, it's been, I think it's been, like, three weeks or so, two weeks. And I have just been having flashbacks of like random things as a child I've just been you know emotionally exhausted like unpacking a bunch of stuff and I was just like one day I was just like in tears and I randomly like opened Twitter and she was like oh yeah by the way yeah we're clearing a lot of old blockages from childhood trauma I said you should have put this in the description because (laughs) I didn't know that I I just wanted a couple extra dollars I wouldn't have clicked on it if I would have known had I known I've been doing a lot. Like I know for um in June she does one for Father's Day. So if you have like you listen, if you like me and you got a couple daddy issues, that's the one. You got to clear it out. You got to clear it all out. You can't hold on to like resentment, any feelings that you might have had. Listen, whatever it is, you got to clear it out. So I definitely sign up for her cleanses, but I think I've just been doing them so consistently that it's like really digging deep right now and it's going like it's intense. I've been going through it. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember yesterday, I just I was in bed all day. I was off yeah. yesterday, and I, I just was feeling. Me. I felt like shit. I was just exhausted. I was tired. I was. I didn't even. Feel, I was like, how am I going to record? I'm sad. Like I don't feel like talking. Yeah, I just was not feeling well. That like it was sense. bad. I was like, I was like, is there something like? Is it Mercury retrograde? Like what's going on? And I was like, I think it's all this energy work I've been doing. Yeah, it's intense. But I have uncovered some things, and I'm I'm coming out on the other side of these discoveries. So I'm happy about that. I, um, I'm going on her Twitter right now. Yes. And she does them how often? I remember you told me about her a while ago. Yeah, and I still I follow her for every her, like, um, astrology reads, but I never really paid yes. attention to the energy work. Girl, she does a lot of stuff. Like, if you're into, like, the Reiki audios, like, she does that. I haven't done that because that shit, people be tweeting, they be in shambles. I said, oh, hell no. I'm yeah, I've done that. Reiki before. I've had it done before to me. And the girl, she said, at the time, she was just like, you know, you have a really big bubble around you. You're protected, like, heavily. And 
she was basically telling me like about my back, which I knew, like, you know, I carry a lot of energy in my back and neck and, you know, shoulders and stuff. And, you know, but I definitely try it again. Child, I'm, I'm scared. It's, it's intense. Um, work it's it's definitely emotionally taxing like you have to really be ready to be like oh to like confront some things that you've buried really really deep i feel like i confronted what else is under there i'm scared (laughs) now that scares me it's really stuff that like well maybe for you if you already like done that like for me it's like stuff that you like you might have chose to not acknowledge or chose to like uh that that did happen but like that doesn't affect me now yeah i was a kid yeah yeah that's i remember that happened to me as a kid blah 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 and it's like you kind of don't even choose you choose not to acknowledge it but yeah. it's because it's like hurtful or it made you feel some type of way. Yeah. Or it that made you work. feel you something that. that you don't want to. Yeah. It made you feel something you don't want to acknowledge, basically. Yeah. Damn. I'm definitely going to go, you know, check into it. I may just do one more of her or one of her energy. I'm trying to see when the next one is. She drops that randomly. And she does, like, sometimes she'll do, like, a flash cleanse, like, oh, sign up right now. This link is only open for 24 hours, and we're doing the cleanse in two days. I usually just like I said, I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been giving her my $10 faithfully, but I think I need to slow down because it's, it's, it's all starting to catch up with me. But oh. I did sign up for one, like, two days before my birthday. I was yeah, like, the ah, November sure. one, November 17th? Yes. yes. The rebirth I signed up for cleanse. that one. Okay, so what's yes. that one? It, it's basically, like, Scorpios um, kind of represent um, transformation. We're ruled by Pluto, uh-huh. which is like the, the planet that rules like transformation and just like coming out on the other side, like where um, Scorpios are also um, they're represented by a phoenix. And, you know, a phoenix, it kind of like burns itself and then it kind of like re like rebirths itself into another bird. Yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm describing that terribly, but it, it's, it's a lot more um, <laughs> it's a lot more inspirational to watch than to describe. But it's like, you know, it just like it basically destroys itself to come back better. Yeah. So during during Scorpio season, um, she's basically doing this cleanse to kind of like get rid of those like old versions of yourself that no longer serve you and to like step into like that new version of yourself that you've been working on. It's like clear again, clear a lot of blockages. She might specifically pinpoint certain things that she's going to touch on. Um, I should probably read the descriptions a little bit more thoroughly. I just be logging on to PayPal and giving her my ten dollars. Right. I'm screaming. <laughs> look into this one because if you see me on my birthday looking miserable y'all know why no it was no, nothing no, my no, friends no. It's did gonna be good. It's gonna be good. <laughs> it wasn't the makeup artist did you have birthday plans <laughs> oh yeah um so listen my birthday plans have changed like a hundred times but we're going to miami okay. i only have three days basically it's a quick one two turn back around Shit, i'm trying to make need. it yeah, I'm trying to make it, like, fun and festive. It's my 30th, like, you know, I'm trying to get into it and make it as fun as possible. I, I think we have, like, a pretty nice itinerary set up. We're going to do, like, nice dinners. Um, You know, we're going to just try our best to, like, make it cool. Did I – I wanted to be in Paris, okay? That's what I really, really wanted to do, but I have a new job, and the travel restrictions are still there. So yeah. it's kind of like, eh, I can't, I can't do it how I want. So it's like, I might as well just wait. You gotta trust Paris the will always be there. You know, my yeah, like it's be okay. Lit, and then you know, who knows? Just who enjoy. Knows? Yeah, don't overthink it. Just enjoy. Have a good time. I know it's gonna be fun. It's my sisters. It's my cousin. It's my best friend. I know we're gonna have a good time. You know, everybody knows at least a hundred people in Miami. Um, 
It's also a classic weekend that weekend, though, in Orlando. So I'm happy to skip out on that every chance I get. Yeah, you know, you are you actively try to avoid. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember 100%. one time like you indulged in, in the festivities and you were like, I'm not doing this. It's done. Like it's how many times are you going to do this? Like it's just it's done. It's done. It's, yeah, no, you, I can't do it. anymore. That is funny how you actively try to avoid. <laughs> yeah, anything because my birthday since I've moved to Florida, my birthday is always classic weekend. Mm-hmm. It's always the same go around. And it's just like, how many times I going to sell? How many times am I going to celebrate my birthday? Oh, it's classic weekend. My birthday. Like it's tired. Yeah. You want to do something it's else. Done. Yeah, I want to go somewhere else. Like, I really always try to, like, go somewhere else. I've done New York twice. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm just, I just can't do, I can't do Orlando for my birthday anymore. Yeah, and it's where you And live. even the times I've been in town, like, I avoid going downtown. Like, I'll just be somewhere else or I'll just, like, lay low for the weekend. Girl, but it's not giving. It's not giving participate. I don't like celebrating my birthday in the city either. I don't know what I'm doing for my birthday this year, but we'll see. Keep hope alive. Yeah. But we're putting all the energy right. into yours. That is going to be great. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, it's it's actually, it's been smooth so far. Yeah. Like, I have, I have clothes. I have plans. Yep. I have, you know, reservations. Yep. Everything is set. I have a makeup artist. Yep. That was stressful a little bit. There you go. But it's been pretty smooth. It's, it's going to be enjoyable. I, I, like, I, I really, truly believe that. It will. The pics gonna are going to be... go off. Like, the, the, the outfits. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. That, and that's, you know, that's all that really matters is that you look good. Yeah. Everything else, it kind of falls into place. Truly. Everything will just. But if you hate your outfit, if you don't feel good, if you don't look good, the night is ruined. Yeah, you really just have to feel good. Everything else, like yeah, it will just. You radiate happiness when you look. Good. Yes. Yeah. Like, you feel you know good, and then everything good. just goes. You're giving off the right vibes. You're giving off the right energy. Yep. And the rest of the night just kind of goes where it goes. Yep. Yeah. Well, okay. So main topic we deflected again. So. Yes. Um. That's where I was with the um with the um with the energy work and a lot of the things that I've been uncovering I touched on it a little bit but the main one that I really um uncovered is the resentment that I hold towards my dad mm-hmm. for a lot of the things that when I was a kid he just wasn't emotionally available mm-hmm. he was he just wasn't and I think that it really it really like kind of becomes like really really obvious the way that I date and the kind of guys that I like choose and then the guy it's like I just I just don't care to find it's not that I don't care to find something long term but I really I kind of subconsciously choose situations that like child if this works it's a miracle Mm -hmm. it's kind of like why do I do this well it's not your fault it's just that for the longest that was just your idea of love that's what love looked like to you because that was the love that was shown to you you know as a child are and yeah, and I think it's it's a, not even just the I want it to like be difficult, but I think I ch- I want it to be difficult because it's a defense mechanism. Like, oh, it's not going to work. I know subconsciously it's not going to work. Like, I know in my mind it's not going to work, but I'm still choosing these situations to like participate in mm-hmm. because then I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to deal with someone. Long. I don't have to let somebody fully get to know me. Mm-hmm. Like, they're here for a good time, not a long time. Or maybe it's because, like you said, your dad was emotionally unavailable, right? But you know your dad right. still loves you. Like, he was always there for right. you. Right, of course. You. Like, you know that. But, hmm. you know, he's just emotionally unavailable. So, you know, in relationships, I know that this may be... I'm speaking for myself, but this may be the case for you. Relationships, if you find those same guys where you have to kind of pull the love out, and it's like you kind of have to play that game with them. The you you know the I don't really care, like you know, but I know that yeah, you, you have care to play the I don't care game. Yeah, 
it's your you, you probably did that as a child growing up like okay well I know my dad cares about me I know that he cares and he loves me but this is just how he is that may reflect in your relationships with men now it's like I know that he cares about me this is just how he is like he just like that you know, I don't even know that they care about me honestly no <laughs> it's no the guys that I date it's very like I don't know it's like I don't know I don't know what it is it's really nothing there a lot of the time yeah. it's just it's like a, it's like nothing there, and then I put this fantasy of what it could be, and then I want you to live up to these expectations that I know you're not going to live up to. It's like I sell, I sabotage the whole thing because I, but I, I like I said, I pick them that I know it's never going to work. It'd be a miracle if you, if you actually lived up to these things, it would be a miracle. Mm. And it's just like because I'm sabotaging the situation, I'm picking situations that I know are going to fail mm-hmm. because I don't want to have to be vulnerable i don't want to have to really like be in a real situation like it's a perfect excuse for me to to, like for it to not work out before it even starts like i completely avoid relationships Mm. dating i can kind of dip my toe in but to actually like Like pursue like a long yeah a commitment a relationship like no why why do you think that is i don't know i have no idea i think i i like i think it's a um I know it's something with my dad. I know for sure it's like I have feelings of like um, probably issues with like self-worth. And it's not because of necessarily me. Like you said, it's probably the relationship that I saw. Yeah. That was just probably your idea of love. Like, you know. Yeah, I saw, you know my parents relationship that just it wasn't anyone's ideal relationship and it was just like you kind of start to feel like well is this not enough for you is this not where you want to be yeah is this am i not are we not good enough Mm -hmm. and so when you have those feelings of like not being good enough it's kind of like i think i what i do is i probably don't feel like somewhere subconsciously I don't feel like I'm good enough for a relationship so that's why I pick relationships that won't work so I don't have to be in one I feel the same way if that makes sense I've done that same thing and it's not with relationships I do that with men right so Mm -hmm. like oh my god like if any of my exes are listening to this one like fuck you very much except a few of y'all that you know who you are i really care but uh second of all <laughs> everyone's confused <laughs> second of all um i feel as though like i kind of lowball myself when it comes to men now not to say that my ex partners have not been great because i there are relationships where that i've been in in the past where i've had you know great partners i've enjoyed myself and i consider them overall great people but there are some that are just not and i spent a lot of time in those i spent mm-hmm. a lot of my time in those relationships you know even when i wasn't in those relationships i spent a lot of my time just putting my energy into those people when it's like i didn't have to do that like i right. was with a lot of men that i thought was that nigga and they weren't after i got to know them and like the guys that I actually do like that kind of check off the boxes for me I feel as though they won't like me so I Mm. just gotta you know make jokes or like be their friend or just gotta overcompensate some way yeah or like sleep with them to where it's like all right Right. we just fucking like I don't want nothing from you you don't want nothing from me and you already know like it can never be that and, like, I would just, you know, full disclosure, watch them have girlfriends and mm. just, you know, be like, okay, well, whatever. 
Right. And like, I don't know. I just would subconsciously tell myself, like, if this is what I want, like, I want a guy who is like this. Chooses me. Yeah, who chooses me, who, you know, is attractive. Like, I enjoy looking at him, who got got some money in his pocket, who, you know, ain't afraid to spend it, who, you know, all of these things. So, yeah, like, I, if I want this person who, you know, I'm attracted to, I enjoy looking at them, they got a little bit of money, they want to spend it on me, you know, if I have this list and these things that I want, you know, why do I feel as though I can't have that? Why do I feel Mm -hmm. as though I have to get the exact opposite of that and settle for that? Because it's like, well why not like this is you know you can make something out of nothing with this like you can you know I don't know I don't know what what that's about I don't know why I've always Mm. done that but like I sit back and think where it's like guys that I talk to that nobody even knew that and I'm just like yeah hmm and I just kind of let them now in retrospect men are not that great so like I'm not giving men a lot right now but like I have you know kind of sold myself short on opportunities with I think would have been great people just because I felt as though they would never like me and Mm. a lot of times come to find out that was the opposite they'll tell me like oh you know I kind of was feeling you here back then or you know it could have been this or it could have been that but I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's about I don't know you have no idea like where it could have like came from like do you remember the first time you felt like that's not I'm that's that's not for me. Yes. So <laughs> so stupid. When I was in high school, there was this boy I liked. Um his name was Randall. I'm sure he like doesn't listen to this podcast like and whatever. If you know who I'm talking about, whatever. But yeah, like I had a crush on him and he did not like me. Like he liked a girl who looked the exact opposite of me. Like, and that was his track record. Like, that's just like the types of girls that he liked. But I just had such a big crush on him. Like I worked up the courage to say something like on Valentine's Day. And he was just like, no, I don't like you. I like so-and-so. Now, granted, it was like fucking ninth or 10th grade, but. So it was just rejection. Yeah. So I got rejected one time by. I guess a boy that I really liked and yeah ever since then it's just like mm-hmm. you can't like I don't know though because like I don't know it's weird that's what we were having this conversation early with my friends and it's like a lot of the times like when you have these like abrupt reactions to like or like you even like not even a reaction. It's like an assumption. Like I already know it's going to be like, I always try to say like, when was the first time I felt like, oh, I'm not good enough for this or this is not for me. Or when was the last, the first time like you felt like rejection and then it was like, I don't want to feel that again. So now I'm going to avoid feeling like that. Yeah. I feel like, well, was it, was there anything before that? No, like I, I, maybe I, not because if you you worked up the courage to you know say something that time you probably hadn't really felt yeah, that. Yeah, because like I had like little boyfriends and stuff in middle school, like in I don't know whatever. But I I feel like that was the moment, like in high school, like that Where it was, was like, I, oh okay, this isn't fun. Yeah, I felt like okay, I could tell this person I liked him before. Like I just was like boys was liking me, and I'm like oh, okay, well this, this is cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. But then that's weird, though, because in college, I literally had so much courage. Right. And I look back now like, what the fuck? Like, So maybe it was something else then, because that probably, that probably didn't really stop you that much. 
I don't know. Like, was that like devastating or was it just like, no, not really. I'm trying to think like, was I, was there a situation where I was rejected by a guy and it was just devastating? Not even just a guy, like rejection could have came from anywhere. And now you're just like, oh, don't want to feel that. I'm trying to think. Um, I know all of my shit comes from my fucking household. Like <laughs> these people, they work the number on me. No, honestly, but, my other shit comes from my household, one hundred percent. But I'm trying to think, where does yeah. the rejection come from? Yeah. Honestly, like, when have I ever been told no? <laughs> so maybe you tell yourself that. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it, because I've never really been told no. Maybe, have you have you rejected yourself? Like, have you told yourself, like, oh, this version of myself is not cool enough, it's not fly enough, it's not good enough, and then... Now, I've always felt a little weird and felt like, you know, kind of like an outcast, right? Uh-huh. So, like, I've always liked different music, I've always dressed a little different, like, I've always been kind of boyish. And so, like, I remember having friends in, like, middle school and stuff who would think that I was weird. You know, and I grew up kind of thinking that I was weird, but like in a good way. Like I thought I was cool and everybody else just wasn't mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think, wow, maybe it's just me. Like I've always just reject, like told myself I've always just, I've always been very hard on myself. But again, I think that comes from my household because I grew up in a household. Uh, I had a Virgo mother who was just very critical about a lot of different things i'm gonna blame it on astrology because i don't want to blame it on nothing else because whatever but i grew up in a household where i was like criticized for everything nothing was ever good enough mm-hmm. like if i did that is something, very virgo listen not for nothing that is very virgo okay <laughs> listen if it's like i washed the dishes okay but you didn't wipe off the counter you didn't sweep the floor so you didn't do it right and so get out of my face and so I don't know. Maybe that's where it started. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I've done a, I've done a couple cleanses, so I've been digging deep. I've been I've been I told you I've been having flashbacks from you know first grade. What's another toxic trait that you have in relationships or just in um, you know partnerships yeah, not, in general? Friendships. Yeah, they're not all in relationships. Um, I know in relationships the the main um the main thread there is avoidance and um lack of like vulnerability i avoid basically i avoid everything i avoid vulnerability i avoid commitment i avoid Mm -hmm. um oh i I, well i had a light bulb but go ahead no go ahead i don't want you to lose your light bulb so i feel like i think it i i may have connected the dots so so when i started kind of doing inner child work in therapy i remember pinpointing you know me going after the same types of partners I would attract narcissists and so I tried to like zone in on that and after a while my therapist kind of came up with it did start in the household and growing up with parents who were also emotionally unavailable but who gaslit a lot like Mm -hmm. even growing up like it's not that serious. Like I'll give you something to cry about. Like you're overreacting. It's nothing wrong with you. Like, and when it's like, I'm crying because you upset me, like things like that. And so in partnerships, it's like, it it, is kind of heavy, but like if you're with a narcissist, narcissism, it can kind of, it can kind of blow up into narcissistic abuse and it, it could like, manifest into something into 
things that are really awful. But if you, and I, I forget how my therapist like made it make sense because it was so long ago, but like if you constantly grow up around like a critical parent or a parent who's like, you know, that, that becomes your idea of love and that translates into love. So you start mm-hmm. thinking like abuse and harsh language and controlling and like people who are controlling and manipulative, you start to think, start to think that that's love. And right. so you go into the overcompensating and proving yourself. So again, I choose, you know, I may talk to or entertain myself with these, I may surround myself with these types of people who maybe narcissistic and want to take away from me because they see that I have that that extra giving and overcompensating nature so it's kind of like a puzzle piece like they see Mm -hmm. that I'm a giver and I'm ready to give 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 to prove myself prove my love and prove that I'm worthy of this partnership and like from people that don't even I don't even need to prove myself to them but they see that and they bank on that they're like oh shit like Oh, we got one. We got one. Like, I see that this person, they're willing to prove their love, like prove themselves worthy of me when deep down, I know that I'm not worth shit. So I need to make this person feel small up under me. Mm -hmm. And so I will go for these types of people over and over and over. So basically you, um, you will overcompensate and you attract people who constantly need their ego fed. Yeah. And want to, like, use sense. me to make them feel better. Right. When it's, like, and, it is, and then again, like, they aren't people that I actually really like like that. Outside of whatever type of trauma bond we may have, I think about it. I'm like, damn, I really don't even like you like that. You mm-hmm. don't check off no box for me. Mm-hmm. You're just there. You're just there. Cause I had like, that was, it, and yeah. when childhood, like with your child, you kind of have to be, you don't have a choice. So I've stayed in a lot of situations for a long time. Cause I feel like I have no choice. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It does. That kind of goes back into like, um, kind of what we were talking about with Issa and Lawrence. Like he doesn't check off any boxes for her. He's just there. Yeah. And always, always is there. Mm. And that's it. But it doesn't really do anything for her. Besides just to say that she got him. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, what are you holding on to, really? Yeah. Other than yeah. baggage. Like, what are you what are you holding on to? Like what is making you feel good about being able to say, like, I'm with a person or you know, like what is it really doing for you to better you, to make you feel happy every day? Like what is what does this do? Yeah. Does it even do that? I just, I don't know. It's heavy, and I'm going to still click on the mm-hmm. link to do the energy cl- cleanse, but girl, if it's going to yeah, have me crying in my work. bed. Yeah, you're going to be crying at night, for sure. I do enough of that already, so, you know, what's, yeah. what's, yeah, just listen. what's one more thing? Listen, might as well, you might as well be clearing out some energy while you do it. Might and as that's well. that's the other thing, too. Like, crying is good. Like, like, of course, like I said, it's emotionally exhausting. Like, you're tired after, but crying is actually really good for you. Um, It really, I, I heard somebody say, like, crying is like, um, it's something it was really like poetic. It was like saying it's like if you don't cry, it's like you're you're just like hardening your heart to something and then when you cry it kinda like melts it away and it kinda like softens you to like yeah, it doesn't you know it's you're not holding anything so heavy anymore. We you just gotta cry it out. That sounds inspirational. Girl, you ever seen that show, um, The Therapist? Where he had it's oh, on Vice, I believe. Yeah, so oh my god. I, just okay, so in case you wanna go back, it's the episode with um Dej Loaf. 
because she was saying how she doesn't cry Mm -hmm. and he was saying he was telling her like you don't cry like that's good for you like and I was like, well, I felt that. And I was like, I will never hold in another cry. The one with Joey Badass coming down. was really good. I haven't seen that one. I might go back it. and watch. That show was really good. OT Genesis did one, too. He was talking about, you know, his son. His son's autistic. Like, that was a really good one, too. Yeah. All the episodes are really good. It's, it's only as good as the person is open. Like, if the person's not open, you're not really going to get much from yeah. it. Yeah. OT Genesis. And I think that's a lesson in itself. Crying. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lesson in itself. Like you're only oh, and that's another thing too. One of my dear friends, we were talking about um vulnerability, which is something I struggle with. Yeah. And this is another hard lesson I've learned. It's I did not realize that when you're holding yourself back, they did like this experiment, right? I'm gonna do it really quick. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like paint a picture. So it's it's a movie scene. Okay. So it's a family of four. They're in the house, it's Christmas Eve, they're putting on their coats. And they're getting ready to go to grandma's house for Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. So they're all, you know, bundled up. They get in the car. They're driving, listening to the radio, you know, listening to, you know, the, the, the neighborhood station. And they hear jingle bells, like all of a sudden it's playing and it's snowing outside and everybody's ecsta- ecstatic and happy and everybody starts singing along. Yeah. And they're driving down to grandma's singing jingle bells. What happens next? Uh... Like in your mind, like what do you think happens next? Okay, say the okay, paint the last scene real quick one more time. They're in the car driving, singing jingle bells on the way to grandma's. It's Christmas Eve, it's snowing, it's picturesque. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> I say I said I said car crash. <laughs> car crash, but my fucking brain is bad. I said <laughs> I, girl, when I said it as soon as she said it, I said car accident, duh. Like a Mack truck, of course. Not even just Hello? the regular car. Like how bad it's is it? A Mack they, are truck. they completely swept off the side of the road or not? Girl, it is. Is it t- minor it or does the whole times. family die or what? Listen, that's that's exactly where my mind went. And she said like 80% eighty percent of people said car crash. That's a fucking <laughs> so apparently we're not We're not. She said, and then the other like 15% came up with something like more like dramatic you see i had <laughs> like, to have yeah. you like say it again so i'm like okay so why did i think no. car accident like are there yeah. any context and clues that i'm missing <laughs> that's literally like our brain just goes to like worst case scenario but it's because we're preventing ourselves from enjoying something beautiful oh. like we're bracing ourselves like we're bracing ourselves i was like oh my gosh she did a ted talk i'll send it to you i'll put like i'll send you the link and i'll put the link up somewhere because it really helped me a lot because you sent me this link and i was like wow i'll be having to I tell said, well, myself listen. that anxiety is a liar all the time listen it's it's a, it's part and then she was saying like you know our generation has so much anxiety and all this stuff but even just the fear of vulnerability like it it prevents you from feeling and she was like you can't like you know pick and choose what feelings you're going to disassociate so when you're trying to like prevent feeling rejection or prevent feeling hurt or prevent devastation or whatever by like you know predicting worst case scenario you're actually stopping yourself from enjoying the joy of the moment yeah i was i was like blown away I've been doing this to myself for I don't even know how long right I have stopped myself from enjoying moments I kill my own joy all the time by just picturing something terrible something I'll tell you something trivial like this guy right that um that I date here and there he sent me a picture right you know guys they showed you a picture their haircut whatever Mm -hmm. and instead of just enjoying the picture like a normal human being I'm like, he sent this to six bitches. Oh my God. Why do I do that to myself? Why do I do, why do I kill my own joy? Yeah, that makes sense. I do that 
all and I like I think like that kind of example like it's like a real world example like we do this shit all the time I know for sure I do this to myself every day all the time what like yeah I automatically think of the worst case scenario thinking oh you know what's the what's the saying you gotta um prepare for the worst prepare and hope for, the, for the, best. the best go to hell go to hell that's <laughs> terrible energy to carry it is you it is like you know how people say you are what you attract you got to vibrate at the level that you're trying to attract why am i thinking of the worst case scenario right and then be surprised when, when the worst case way. scenario happens yeah <laughs> when it's right there another thing that i learned in therapy it's a very simple question therapy has like caused me to like kind of go crazy in a good way so i talk to myself a lot because i say things out loud and i have a scatterbrain so like i've started like putting reminders in my phone to say affirmations out loud right and so mm-hmm. I have bad anxiety. I always think just like you, like, what if, like, I'm always preparing for the worst possible scenario, but just telling myself in those moments when I'm kind of spiraling, like just saying out loud, just simply, okay, what if it doesn't happen? It kind of just changes like everything just because I said it out mm-hmm. loud. Like, okay, what if it doesn't happen? Right. What if none of that happens? Right. And then it's like, okay, now just saying that I've changed the whole direction of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me feel better. And a lot of times, like in situations. You take the power away from that worst case scenario. It does. And in situations where like I've worried myself sick and then something bad did happen, like just telling myself, you know, well, what if it doesn't happen? Like I know for a fact that I probably have avoided that happening more. Right. avoided bad things happening more because honestly you like your mind will take you there and like it'll just end up fucking happening <laughs> like yeah, i don't know that's like that's like energy 101 don't think about the things you don't want to happen put your energy where you want it to be like think positive like all those corny quotes blah 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 they're all like they're trying to tell you the same thing in a hundred different ways yeah that's it and it's real like affirmations they seem so silly but saying every morning for the past two weeks I have exactly what I need when I need it at nine Mm o'clock in the morning every morning like and it's small things when I look back it's like oh damn okay yep yeah that did happen right the way that exactly how I needed it to happen even the whole anxiety piece about like thinking about like what if what if what if what if and it's like you're not enjoying now because you're worried about something that you don't even know how it's going to play out yeah. Again, it goes back to just not letting yourself enjoy. Yeah. Why? I don't know if we just feel like we don't deserve, we're not good enough for some, again, you know, you got to dig deep, find the answers to those questions, but it's like, but why don't I let myself enjoy the moment? Why? And then my friend, same friend, shout out to him. He sent me um, a book. It's called The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. So that I told him, like, I was like, I do not live in the moment. Like, I'm always like thinking what if this happens or what if that like I'm always like constantly like working myself up and it's like I can't even enjoy now because it's like and the whole time you're like I don't even know if it's gonna play out like that like you said like what if it doesn't even happen I just wasted my whole day yeah my all this energy worried about something that didn't even play out like you could be excited about it take it that energy and just be excited about it channel yeah and and, and compartmentalize like that I'll do like cross that bridge when you get to it yeah. You have things that you can be enjoying now. You could be enjoying your day today. Yeah. You just really have to think like your best is enough. You know, this is what you're doing right now. This is what you have with yeah. right now. And that just has to be mm-hmm. enough. It has to be good enough until you're ready to move yeah. on to the next thing. Like you just have to healing. Your healing journey is all about trusting yourself. 
like and just yep. returning to yourself, recommitting to yourself, trusting yourself again, you know, yep. pouring the love back into yourself again, you know, setting healthy boundaries, protecting yourself. It's all about just returning to yourself. And it's a great mm-hmm. feel lonely, but it's a great feeling. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you even just taking the steps and the initiative to like do the energy work and like crying it out. It really you're on the up. And right. It's it's not easy. But you're doing I like, the work. You know, like you said, That's what makes Yeah, you're doing the work. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like I had already done a lot of like self work. But this is a different level. Yeah, it this makes you intense. look back and feel like, damn, I wasn't doing shit. I was just talking. Nah. I was just I was just saying affirmations. Child. Just, just saying, saying stuff. Just I was just reciting quotes. <laughs> <laughs> now, like you you feel it on a different level, a hundred percent. Like you feel it, it resonates even deeper. Like you're really like you scratched the surface, I feel like in your early to mid twenties. But like once you really dig deep and like call out those things that like you didn't even want to acknowledge, mm-hmm. like it's a whole it's a different level of like self empowerment. Yeah. It is. It really is. You take your power back from a lot of different things. A hundred percent. And a lot of things are like you were ashamed of or you didn't want to admit or you didn't want people to like know about that you were self-conscious about or that you went through. And it's like, dog, you can't live like that. Just you never know like how many things like how much stuff you gave your power away to. It's mind blowing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, or how be like how deep you buried some emotions mm-hmm. like they were just emotions. And I would tear. I was terrified of emotions. Yeah. I remember even if you listen back to like early episodes, I'm like, I don't have emotions. Like, girl, who are we? <laughs> okay. Now I'm like, girl, shut the hell up. Shut your That's ass good, up. Okay? It's good that you've grown. Yeah. That's what life's about. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's literally growth. Like right before. I, I feel like even now, like I have so many different perspectives on things. Like I really 100% like child, like when people ever, you ever have people be like, I'm going to start listening to the podcast from episode one. I'm like, please, please don't. don't do that. No, I, I discard. Just don't, don't do that. Don't we're ever not, do that. We're not bitch. Them. I will, I will block you. Like do not ever t- threaten me with listening from episode one. You need to start at this year and then watch me from there because I cannot, I can't, what am I supposed to episode one? I was 24, 25. Yeah, we were in our 20s and stupid. No, 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 no. You don't need to listen to any of that. I don't even know who that girl is. When I go episode one, when y'all hear that voice, just don't do that. I take that as a threat when somebody. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to Kayla. Don't do that to yourself. I 100% will take that as a threat. If you say you're going to listen at from episode one. You're trying to be funny. That's all that is. Excuse me, girl. No, I've been listening from episode not. one. Okay, you try to be funny, girl. Don't play with me. Do not play with. Listen me. to. I feel like it, <laughs> it, it. Listen to what has happened this year. I think that's fair. Start from twenty twenty one and on. I'll give y'all twenty twenty because it was really a weird year. I'll give y'all that. <laughs> yeah, there was some laughs in twenty twenty. I guess if you want to, you know, go back and be nostalgic. If you want to go back for old times, go back. Do not go back further than twenty nineteen. Period. No, I don't even. I don't even want you to listen to 2019. I don't know. I don't want you to listen to that. I feel like it's. I'm a no. whole different person now. That's a whole other person. Listen I don't know. I don't know what I said. Nothing else. Don't listen to us. Yeah, I think we act like we have some sense when we have guests. <laughs> Girl. Yeah, I, I'm really sure I was on my best behavior when we had guests. With it, anything it. with the if okay, so don't go back past. If you start to see a yellow logo, you've gone too far. Girl, listen. 
If you see yellow logo, stop. Stop where you are. I know it looks tempting. Do Girl, not the first yellow it. episode on Spotify is 71 and it's titled Dick Yelp. To my defense, I wasn't on that episode. <laughs> this this is when Julia has full reigns. Oh no. Okay. When Kayla this- so Kayla took a break and had downtime and I fucking ran wild. <laughs> I said, Julia, you know, I am here for moral support, but you got it for the for the from here till I don't know when. And listen, Julia was like, okay, so we got an episode. I was like, all right. She's like, it's called Dick Yelp. I said, okay, okay, okay. I tried my best to do you proud. <laughs> you know what? Listen, it is what it is. So honestly, like I did. So yeah. Okay, I accidentally pressed play. If you see the yellow logo, you've gone too far. Come back, sweetheart. Stop Come there. back to the light. Come back. Don't go or past 2020. Listen- if you see a one in the year, don't do that. Yeah, that is too funny. <sighs> but that's all I got. Do you have a positive note to leave off on? I feel like that was all really positive, and I have nothing else. Okay, I have given my all. I have one more, right. and it was a meme that I saw, and I just okay. keep it in the back of my mind. Are we going to... Okay. May your final step in your healing journey... No, maybe your final step in the healing journey is just telling folks to fuck off. Mm. And I think that that's important. Set you healthy know, boundaries. Somebody needed that. When you... Somebody needed that. Figure out who you are, and you return to yourself, or you start, or whatever, <laughs> and it's never too late to say, fuck that and them. If you got yourself yeah, because, into some situations that you're not proud of in the past and you want to turn over a new leaf now, that's fine. Yep. All of those people and situations that no longer serve you yeah. and you know better now, listen. It's never too late to get up from the table and just say, I'm yeah. done. It's okay. Yeah. Do it with tact and class if you feel as though these connections are worth it. But if not, if it's, if it's fuck you, then it's fuck you. And sometimes it's just like that. That's the reality. <laughs> It was supposed to be positive. <laughs> you know what? You know, sometimes it's just like that. It was, I was trying to empower it. That no, that was that was profound. <laughs> sometimes it's just like that, and that's the reality. <laughs> You—that was a word. We all—it <laughs> almost slipped past us. <laughs>